Hello, uh, I'm Garrett Fuller. We're at the ABN Autumn Meeting and I'm having a conversation now with uh, Khalid Hamandi, uh, who's from uh, Cardiff, who gave an excellent talk earlier on uh, epilepsy surgery. Who, what and why? Uh, Khalid, thank you for your talk. Would you like to perhaps summarise your main message from uh, epilepsy surgery? Yes, so thank you for the invitation and, and thank you to the ABN for the invitation to speak um, on epilepsy surgery, who, who what and when. Um, so it was, a, it was a very broad topic and um, quite a lot to fit into a 25-30 minute session. Um, but really there, there are a couple of key messages that uh, I'd like to get across from the talk. One is that epilepsy surgery is an effective and superior treatment to medical therapy in those patients with drug-resistant epilepsy. So we all have uh, patients in our clinics with drug refractory epilepsy that are severely disabled from the severity of their seizures and also the comorbidities that go with that. And despite the explosion in new anti-epileptic drugs over the last 15 years or so, patients that are refractory to drugs seem to remain refractory even to some of the new medications that come out and in those patients epilepsy surgery really does offer uh, extremely effective treatment option so sort of to put some numbers on it the sort of 10-year free of disabling seizure rates in patients who've gone through epilepsy surgery are of the order of about 50 percent and you see two-thirds seizure free at two years um, and if you compare that to medication, the chances of being free of seizures on medication after you've failed two, three, four medications are of the orders of 5% and less. So the first message is that um, epilepsy surgery is an effective and superior uh, treatment to medication. The other message is, is that patients need to be well selected, so it's the right operation in the right patient. And that requires a, a, a multidisciplinary assessment that includes the history, the semiology, um, advanced neuroradiology, um, the EEG, and in some cases intracranial um, recording. So it needs part of a, a comprehensive workup with a multidisciplinary team. And then the, the, I suppose the final message really is, is the access to epilepsy surgery programs and, and the use of it. And um, I think we still um, see from the literature and also from general experience is that there is probably an underutilization of epilepsy surgery as a treatment option. And, there, and I think there's also an underutilization of patients being referred or considered. And so I guess those are the three messages. One is one, it's an effective treatment that's superior to medication. Two, that it requires a sort of expert and comprehensive evaluation. And three, that, that it's currently underutilised in, in many areas. Because one of the, the statistics that struck me was that the uh, duration of epilepsy before going on to surgery uh, still seems to be an extremely long time. Uh, and at odds with the definition that you gave for refractory epilepsy. So refractory epilepsy you can get there in two or three years, but 11 years before... So there, so there have been a number of um, attempts to try and define what is refractory epilepsy to see if we can predict early on because we can't possibly cycle through every available anti-epileptic drug now either alone or in combination before we can say someone is resistant to medication. So there's been an attempt to define what is drug refractory epilepsy and, and the sort of definitions that are used are that patients have failed on two appropriately used anti-epileptic drugs 
over a period of 18 months to two years. So usually within the first, and certainly that's my impression from clinic, and I'm sure it's yours from clinic as well, within the first few years of treating with someone with epilepsy and after one or two drug switches, we tend to have a sense for those who aren't going to respond. So within two to five years, certainly five years at the longest, we know someone's resistant to treatment. But the delay to surgery from habitual seizure onset in, in most series is of 18, 19, 20 plus years. I mean, the other um, categorization that you used was patients with lesional surgery and patients with non-lesional surgery. And obviously with the better MRIs, we're going to find more lesional surgery. Um, one gets a sense that the patients with any kind of lesion, we should probably identify early and be vigilant as to whether they're falling into this group so one can begin the whole process relatively sooner. Is that a fair interpretation? I think that is fair, but I think at the same time we mustn't ignore those whose MRI is reported normal as being non-surgical on the basis that their MRI scan has been reported normal. Um, so I would actually widen that to say any patient who continues to have disabling seizures after one or two drug switches, after a period of say two years, one needs to start thinking is surgery a better treatment option for this patient? Because you might want to move on to an MRI scan at a specialised centre or a, perhaps they didn't have quite get the epilepsy protocol MRI that would identify a lesion. So I wouldn't, oh, I want, I, I wouldn't want to overemphasize the presence of a lesion on their initial scan. I agree that the better outcomes it's a game changer when you find a lesion on the MRI scan. But just because you don't see a lesion on the first scan they have, I wouldn't want to park them into sort of wait, wait, and, see. wait and see box. So epileptic surgery is a very powerful and useful intervention which seems to do very well for a lot of people. We need to get people into the programs relatively sooner. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the message is to, to, to have patients evaluated and, and consider epilepsy surgery as a treatment. Um, and in, as, as, as we said at the beginning, those, those uh, well-selected patients do very well. It is in the patient selection, and we also have to bear in mind that a number of patients are evaluated surgery and deemed not suitable. So probably around 50% when we developed our epilepsy surgery programme in Wales, and most epilepsy surgery programmes will expect to see about 50% of the patients they evaluate not proceeding to surgery. And I think that's a fair figure, actually. I think if you are getting... If you are not seeing patients who aren't proceeding to surgery, then you're being too selective at your entry point. And, and there are messages to learn and beneficial effects, I think, for patients in terms of their epilepsy workup, even if they don't proceed to selective surgery, which we didn't really talk about and aren't necessarily measured. So there is an attrition rate in terms of those entering into the programme. So I think for neurologists not in an epilepsy surgery centre or not in epilepsy surgery clinic thinking about the sorts of patients that they might refer is not just to focus on those who they think are going to get surgery but to actually think about those patients that they have who are drug refractory in whom surgery might benefit. And certainly in my epilepsy surgery clinic I would rather have a, a, an excess of referrals and an attrition rate than to have every patient that's referred to me proceed to surgery because it, because if it's the latter then I think there are a number of patients that are not being reached. Excellent well uh, thank you very much Carla for a, an excellent overview of what's obviously a complicated and emerging field. Thank you very much. Thank you.